Hello, everyone. This is Matt Yankovic. Welcome you to another Hoss Talks Foss podcast. I'm Percona's Hoss, the head of open source strategy, Matt Yankovic, welcoming you to another deep dive into the open source space. We really appreciate you hanging out, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, Morgan. Uh, glad to see you here. Um, you know, I saw you move back to TIDB. You know, how are things going there? What are you working on? You know, what's 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 the scoop? Uh, what's the scoop? I'm working as a developer, which um, actually I haven't done, I think, for 15 years or so. Uh, you know, with COVID coming around, I kind of took the opportunity to um, do less online events and kind of uh, figure out what I wanted to do. And um, TidyB's always been a fun project for me. So um, I joined the SQL engine team. And at the moment, I'm working on um, some security features, which... Um, it's interesting. I never thought that I'd be working on security features. But. Security, I mean, like, honestly, like, I, I, I want to protect my data, but security does seem a little boring. I mean, like, you know, I, I mean, it, it, maybe it's cool. Like, is it cool? Do you like it? I think it's cool because it's sort of time books. Maybe I might not always be working on security. Ah, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you've been around the open source space longer than I have. And I've been I've been in here since like you know 2007. So you you've been around. Yes, I I think maybe I've got a year on you, but oh oh well yeah okay. But I mean like you you've had quite the the, the career. You you've been able to sample many different things in many different areas. So right. you know that's exciting. And and I know you know coming back to to TyDB, you, you were able to jump right in and do some hackathon work which sounds pretty cool T- tell me about that like i heard like there was like a giant prize but but they wouldn't give it to you even though your 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 stuff was way superior to everybody else's right yeah so last weekend actually we had a hackathon um i think it's an annual event that uh, pinkcap organizes but you know i've participated in hackathons before just small scale projects, you know, maybe you, you win a bag of coffee or something like that for participation, but you know, not this one. Um, the, the prize, I don't know what it is in US dollars. I converted it to Canadian dollars and it's like $20,000 first prize. Wow. So this is like some serious entries. Uh, you know, it's like a day and a half that you're hacking on a, on a feature to try and, you know, improve TidyB and sort of leapfrog it in some area that you might not otherwise be working on. So, so is that like just for the company or do they open that up to everybody? They open it up to everyone. So I had a team that was four of us on, on the team. Um, it just so happened that three of us work uh, for PinCap and uh, one from Tencent. So we chose oh, to implement okay. events, like similar to the event scheduler in, in MySQL, but for TidyB. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And and I saw you were working on being able to back up directly from that event scheduler. Right. Yeah, that was my um, that was my sort of proof of um, implementation in a way. So, you know, MySQL has backup, but the backup isn't a SQL command, sort of like an external tool. But in in TidyB, the backup is just like the backup command or the restore command. And so, um, combining it with an event scheduler, you know, just with a SQL command, essentially you can schedule your backup schedule for every day at this time. And the backup can stream directly to S3 as well. So it's kind of like, you know, you run AWS configure, the AWS command line, you set up the credentials for S3, or maybe if you're operating in Amazon, you use an IAM profile, but then it's just the same command for everyone to be able to set up your backup and it just keeps on running on a, on a schedule. 
Yeah, it's very cool to be able to back it up directly from the SQL command line because, you know, sometimes you don't have shell access. Sometimes you can't do certain things. I mean, like now, nowadays, especially with all the security concerns, you know, people right. lock down things that are, you know, crazy. So, yeah, yeah it's I mean, a very cool project. That was kind um, of part of the idea, right? Like you can do a cron job, you know, it's not replacing that. But which machine would you put it on? You know, TidyB server is uh, stateless. So, if you kind of install a con job on one of those servers, then you're losing that property. You put it on all of them and then you have to add a property to make sure that it only runs once. So it, it's just kind of architecturally elegant if the server can actually provide that feature itself. So with, with it being distributed, so does it then propagate to all the nodes to back up? And yeah, the way it works is kind of cool. So you say to the tidyb server, which is the stateless SQL pod, um, start a backup. And then it speaks to all of the TyKV servers and kind of like aligns the needle, if you will, of what the snapshot point will, will be. Oh, very and cool. And each of those servers actually directly stream that back up to, to S3, essentially. It doesn't pipe back through the TyDB server. It doesn't have to. Oh, wow. Okay. I think, and so then you'll get a consistent snapshot across all the nodes. Right. And you don't have to have like all of the space locally to be able to store a backup in what's database essentially designed to be very large. I think that wouldn't really work for cloud either. Wow, that's that's very cool. And when is that going to be in production? Come on, when is it going to be in production? <laughs> I think that's above my pay grade these days. Oh, um, all right. It's all a right. hackathon feature. Well, actually, no, I mean, I, I lied. The, the actual backup command, I mean, it's already there. It's in tidy before. That's when it was introduced. It's the scheduling part that um, is, is above my pay grade where- Oh, you know, well, well, maybe this will put pressure. To you know, get it in there. We'll see. But we could we could probably learn how to do that and, and use something similar in you know the MySQL uh, you know general space. So it'd be very right. cool. Yeah, I think the pieces are there in, in MySQL, right? Like the clone plugin works inside the server. Uh, it's possible to add a scheduling layer on top of that. The event systems are already there. Um, I, I would love to see something like that. Cool. And so whether it's a hackathon or something else, um, how do people get involved in contributing code or starting to, to, to maybe look at, you know, helping out with, you know, hey, I've got this idea. You know, how, how do I how do I help get that implemented? I mean, you've been around this space for long enough where you've touched so many different components. I mean, that's that's got to be something that you, you might have some advice for some people on. Right. Yeah, I, I think for me, at least this time around, it's been a bit of a passion project. I've kind of got that opportunity to work on what interests me. But I, I think the same is kind of true for people starting out. You know, if, if you have good writing skills, uh, take a look at documentation. There's, there's plenty of issues to fix in, in projects there. Um, if you have feature requests, so you see feature requests, if you can kind of validate them and help reduce duplication of existing bugs in the in the bug system. I think that's a good way to, to get involved. And then uh, if you have coding skills, then obviously you can work on that too, but I don't want to start with that assumption because I, I think that's just the, the natural way that people think. And I think there's so many way, more ways you can add value. So being a veteran of the space, what do you see in that the, 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 the kind of the open source space that either excites you or makes you really sad and want to cry? Either one, either one. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, did I did I get you're at a loss for words with that? Oh, come on! 
I like to be a positive person. So, you know, there's plenty of things that are very silly that, you know, you don't want to basically touch that one. But I think what excites me is, is every time I see uh, people understand, uh, like, usability of, you know, in, in the case of where we were trying to implement um, backups via a schedule. Obviously, you could do that with cron. And I think what excited me was, you know, when I chatted to my teammates and we decided we want to work on this and they all sort of had that same vision. I think sometimes we kind of like un underestimate, you know, that simplicity does win. And every time I see that spark, I think that kind of excites me. And I think that expectation of how simple something must be is, is kind of the bar is always getting higher. And I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I like that challenge. You know, I, I think that's really, um, you know, valuable for everyone. Well, so, you know, you know, that type of challenge, you know, it's, it's something that excites people, that passion. I mean, that's really what drives a lot of people in the open source space. Right. I mean, I think that's why I got started. Um, I think, everybody's looking for that niche and to begin, you got to start somewhere. Right. And if you have a interest, you want to like, huh, this doesn't work right. I want to, I want to solve this problem. And right. I think that that's often like overlooked and that passion about like a topic or two is what really makes, you know, the open source space so great because you could just grab it and run with it. You know, I remember my first hack, if you will, you know, the, the first project I, I, I got into oh, really? What was that? Oh, wow. oh, you're going to bring up Waffle Grid. Oh, no, it was actually before Waffle Grid. But the Waffle Grid was pretty cool. Okay, Waffle Grid was pretty cool. Um, no, I actually uh, built a patch to disable uh, statistic, uh, automatic statistic uh, collection within InnoDB because um, I was working for a company that had um, oodles of uh, tables and, you know, uh, oodles of, of data and the index collection would refresh too often and screw up all the query plans. Right. <clears throat> so it was something to disable it and to, to, to make some changes there. Um, and it was born because it was like, I'm annoyed that this thing keeps on happening. Right. right. Um, but waffle grid was, was, yes, it was a passion project for a while. Me and me and Eve. Yes. I'm, I, I can't believe you remember that. But uh, of yes. Oh, of course. Yes. It was the predecessor to all other clustered in memory databases. It, it was it was it was years, light years ahead of its time. Yeah, I'm sure times 10 is infringing on some some patents of yours. <laughs> well, you know, hey, hey, too much. Snack, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 yes, that's OK. That's OK. It was it was solid. Um, it, it, we actually had one person run it in production. Do you, do you remember who it was? I do. It was Kenny Grip. Okay. <laughs> Kenny ran it in production. And, and I'm like, you ran this in production? And he's like, yeah, I just thought I'd try it. It didn't work. You know, yeah. so it's like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, I fell in a little bit. I learned some, some interesting things. Like, um, I think originally you were using like the LIU, uh, but, yes. but it doesn't kind of work in a way that you kind of want when you got two LREUs sitting on top of each other, they don't work together because something might be really hot in one and then it looks really cold to the other one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there was, there was some issues with that. We tried to rewrite it a couple times and then we just moved on to other things. I mean, it, yeah. It, although, although it did generate um, a very similar thing um, because someone took the code and, and moved it to Postgres 
And they did something very, very similar in Postgres, which actually I think still exists today. Yeah, I think the idea is solid. Like, I apologize for my my snack bar. I actually think that you could do something similar where you could run like InnoDB on top of like NDB or something. Yeah, and just so everybody who's listening who isn't familiar with Waffle Grid and went to the Wayback Machine to like look at what Waffle Grid was, it was a distributed second memory cache that we built for InnoDB where when pages would get kicked out of um, memory, they would actually go to a memcached server. And so then we could pull off of memcached as opposed to pulling off of disk. But now with SSDs and the speed of SSDs, does it really matter as much, right? Because that network speed plus a pull from an external memory, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's questionable depending on, you know, the speed of your disk and the setup. So, you know, it was a, it was before it's time and it, and it faded quickly. Let's just put it that way. I'm sure we all have those, those closet projects that were like, you know, yeah. But I'm sure you learn a lot in the process and that's kind of where it's, Still fun. Yes, I did. In fact, I remember Stuart Smith uh, actually said to me and Eve, you, you know, like after that project, we were we were chatting. And he's like, yeah, you, you and Eve are one of like five people who actually know what InnoDB does um, at that time, which was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, oh, that's that's very cool. Um, right. And then then uh, I stopped looking at the code and then I lost all those skills. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think for others, like, as I said, I, I kind of learned more of that. InnoDB by following your progress. Well, I I think it's cool, right? I mean, that's that's the power of open source, though, is, you know, we can go out there and we can try cool things and learn from one another. And, you know, that's, you know, one of the things that kind of, you know, excites me and, you know, wants to make sure that other people do have the opportunity to learn from all of us. And, you know, whether that's the project and the hackathon that you're doing, you know, it's something that we're doing at Percona. you know, and we've always tried to be very open about like, you know, collaboration sharing. So um, that's why I'm uh, I'm excited this year, because this year the focus is really on what can we do to bring more collaboration, bring more visibility to get people to learn from, you know, different ideas and um, right. help the community move forward. So yeah, I, have another, I have another suggestion on what you can work on. So sometimes <laughs> I'm waiting for your suggestion. You have more experience than you, than you realize. Like I think as a database developer or implementer, you might not have that production expertise of, uh, or, you know, knowing what solution you're, you're solving. I think the production people, if they work on tools, like you can see in a tool if somebody really understands what the, what the problem is. And uh, I think this is why Picona has such great tools, right? Because that... They, they have yeah. that experience and that, that validation. So, well, and the tooling is super important because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the problem solving, right? You know, everybody's about like, um, uh, troubleshooting, um, optimization, observability now, right? It's the observability, you know, generation because nobody can have one database anymore. They have to have, you know, umpteen hundred, um, right. you know, and, and so to find that needle in the haystack type thing is hard. Right. Yeah. I mean, it really is, you know, so. Yeah, I don't um, know how much time we have, but I also have a suggestion for observability. <laughs> oh, no. Feel, hey, we have as much time as you want to provide. So let, let me give you the pitch, right? Okay. So um, currently, you know, you can see how slow or fast pages load. 
you can see you know, how fast queries are and you can use PT Query Digest or you can use Performance Schema. Um, but what if the database could give you like a transaction analyst view, view with the transaction kind of being named? So you say, you know, for logging in, these, this is the breakdown of queries. This is the wall time of the whole transaction. And this is the, you know, CPU time essentially of how much time it's spent on queries. So you're talking about kind of a roll up, you know, based up. on the transaction. So if it has 10 queries that are part of that transactional state, there would be some tag or some mechanism to roll that up and, and consolidate it. And I mean, That's visually, right. I, I think of that as almost like a, like a tree structure, right? And so, you know, you've got transaction one, two, three, and then, you know, if you click a button on, on the UI, I'm a, uh, you know, we'll go to the UI right. thing, it would then expand out and show you all the queries that were part of that. And then if you had any nested transactions or anything, then it would kind of just continue to dive down. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I know that there are several projects working on commenting, you know, SQL code and, and being able to inject things through either ORMs or through um, other mechanisms um, to start doing some tracing. Um, because I think it's also important to get back up. Yeah, even beyond the transaction, because the transaction is one level. But think of like, you know, you know, like like what New Relic does or AppDynamic does with some of the applications, being able to, to say this function or this page had this thing. I mean, I remember... Um, I'm going to date myself way, 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 way back. I, I actually went and did a consulting gig for someone. Um, and, you know, they're like, oh, we, we have so many performance problems. They, they did testing for like a, accountants and lawyers, right? So you had to get certified every year. And their, their certification window for the year for, for, I forget what it was, was coming up. And so they're like, oh my God, this what takes like done? five. What was that? that? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like for one week, every Buddy in that industry has to take this test. And they're like, oh my God, this thing takes like five minutes. And you go and you look at all the queries and, and they're all like 100 milliseconds, 200 milliseconds. I mean, there's nothing there. And it's not until you look that a single page generates 45,000 queries that you realize, what the hell is that, right? Um, right. And, and, and it's that aggregate view and how you get that. It's super important. And yeah, especially in the observability field, I, I totally agree with that. Um, if there's a way that we can kind of roll up those transactions and then go even a step further to roll up a discrete function that you, that you call or comment that, right. that would be very cool. Yeah. And like the new relic style, you know, from the perspective of the task that the user, user is trying to achieve, that's my favorite way to, to, to look at problems. But, I think the missing part for me is, you know, particularly in like cloud environments and things like that, you can't quite tell the difference between the execution time on the database versus like the network latency. And I think you'd see that difference if you had uh, some sort of performance schema like view that's at the transaction level. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it's actually a benefit if you compare the two. Right. Um, exactly. I, I remember I remember doing um, this other one, this, you know, working with this other company that, um, you know, they did select star on everything. And, you know, from the query perspective, the queries were fast, but they were returning like, you know, giant blobs of data across the network. And so they were they were passing back gigs of data. And, and what was funny is they threw away it all. They just wanted like the name. You know, like, right. and and it was like, dude, just select what you want. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I wonder is there an easy way from like the New Relic style thing to see how many rows you read from the database? 
And then from the database transaction view, see how many you sent and then give someone a hot or not score. Should be possible. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's possible, yeah. I don't, I don't know if New Relic can do it right now, but we would right. prefer it to be in the open source space anyway. So, of course. Yes, of course. So, so let's challenge someone to add that as a plug-in to PMM or, or some other tool. Um, right. You know, and, 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 and if you do it, um, Morgan will, will, will sing a song for you. I'll give you a Percona t-shirt, you know, and next conference we'll sit down, we'll buy you a beer, you know, we'll, 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 we'll talk about, you know, how awesome your thing is. It, right. It'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a, another offer then. If if you implement that part, I'll implement the transaction view, at least in, in TidyV, and then- Oh, oh okay. Nice to, uh, to do the same. There you go, see, look at that. Collaboration, it's at its best. So let me leave you with this. You know, um, you know what, what's, what thing that, that's out there right now, um, you know, if you, could, if you could tell, you know, whether it's a developer, whether it's, you know, DBAs, whether it's anybody, hey, this is the one thing that I think people should start to look at or focus on or start to think about because, you know, of the way that the market and the industry is moving. What would you tell them? Like, you know, is there something that you're like, you know, hey, get your whatever under control, you know, solve this problem, make sure you, you know, get this thing ready before the big wave. Anything that you've seen that, that kind of yeah, I love making you speechless, by the way. Like, like it's great to just watch you go like. It depends who you talk to, you know, like I, I don't want to be behind the curve in, in saying this, but, you know, how we consume technology is, is different now. And so I, I think if you haven't already and you might be a couple of years behind, find other ways to add value. So I think there's a lot more orchestration that, that you know, sometimes if you have skills that, that eke out an extra 5% of performance, it might not be. Um, the necessary skill for a particular organization to take them forward, you know, and that matters at a large scale, but not necessarily at a, at a small. Um, I, I see sort of a trend, and it's not a new trend, where companies try and act very vanilla in how they consume technology, and they want people to work on product, and they want people to be product-focused in how they, they think. So, like, a DevOps team is really about the enablement of the development team rather than sort of the sysadmin perspective that's sort of a little bit more, I think they think of themselves as a defense mechanism. And so if you can find ways to add value and adding value is adding productivity, I think that's just the better way to kind of like um, think of problems and everything will sort of move forward from there. Awesome. Well. Thanks, Morgan, for taking a few minutes chatting with me about what you're doing, brainstorming on some great ideas. I appreciate it. Oh, no, this is this is great. Anytime, anytime you want to do, you know, coffee hour, um, you know, we can do the M&M, you know, coffee hour show here. The Morgan and Matt coffee hour, um, you know, it'd be awesome. Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Morgan. Yep. Okay. Bye for now. This has been the Hoss Talks Foss. I'm the Hoss, Matt Yankovic. I want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you'll subscribe to this podcast and listen to future episodes. We appreciate everything that you do to make open source awesome. Thank you.